Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy. It's the friend zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the friend zone with Tim and Guy because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend zone. It is time for friendship. Is that okay with you, Tim? Yeah, man. Anytime, anywhere. Can you, Friendship. Can you make time for a friend? Yeah, always and forever. Interesting, isn't it, to make time? It's not like you're creating more of it. It's just you're apportioning what you have of it. Well, folks, we've been in lockdown for 36 hours and Guy Montgomery has already become an insular philosophical wonder. That's right. Pondering his own existence. All I do is think. He's just thinking. He's just sitting there, facing a wall, thinking about things. I have been thinking about things. What have, What do you think? Um. Well, I, mostly what I just said. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's about time, the nature that, of time. To, to make time. It, it's always been a particular bugbear of mine, people who say, uh, talk about killing time, just got to kill some time. Because mm. I'm like, man, we're not here for very long. I know. Time's precious. But you've killed time before, I'll bet. Yeah, I guess it's all just a matter of what you mean when you say it's that. It's like frame. It's a framing device, isn't it? It's like yeah, killing time is also relaxing. Although yes. the the idea of killing time is to to dispel it, to get a certain bit of time out of the way, so you can get to the thing you're trying to do. Whereas relaxation can be a destination in and of itself. Oh, here it is. Here's the good stuff. Like relaxing is a a noble pursuit, but killing time is in service of you doing a thing you actually want to do. Unless some people's hobby might be killing time, which makes for a very confusing life because while you're killing time, you're actually fulfilling your desires with that same time. Anyway, I can't imagine the thoughts that people have arrived at who have not been locked down for only 36 hours recently. God Probably knows I should go to work. How far down to look after. the line this train of thought is for our friends in the UK or America? 
can I front load with this? We've got a live stream coming up very incredibly so soon. It might be tomorrow. I don't know when this episode's coming out. Hopefully, I'm releasing this before the live stream has happened. If you go to worstideaofalltime.com slash stream, you'll be able to see the deets. Um, but needless to say, it's going to be a lot of fun. Why? Because Guy and I have written a pilot episode for the new season of Sex in the City featuring no Kim Cattrall because she's smart, unlike these other ladies. Yeah. Can you even imagine what this, this new Sex in the City is going to be? Like, I, what could it be? I... The version that we have or the version that will exist? The version that will exist. Uh, the I, version we're coming up with is uh, pretty cool, I think. I think it'll just be... I don't know. I mean, it, there's no reason for it to exist. Like, you know, the most surefire way to make money in terms of creating media products right now seems to be revisiting well-trodden paths. So it'll just be Carrie Bradshaw... I wonder if they'll make her more sufferable. <laughs> like they'll just lean into it. They'll be like, yeah, we now accept the fact that she's a narcissist. No, no, no. So. That would be more insufferable. Like if they'll oh. dial it down, if they'll be like, do you know what? People's appetite for this sort of person is lessening. And so mm-hmm. we'll do that. Or if instead they're like, we're going to we're gonna turn her into the monster she's been this whole time. Oh, so what if she gets more insightful maybe? I don't think they're... I don't, I don't think they can. I think that's the whole problem with the show is that it's not within them to transform that character into a, a self-reflective, empathetic person. Mm. And sometimes you just got to go the other way with it, I think. It's like, well, she's already a baddie, so let's just make her a real interesting, very bad baddie. I have a suspicion they're going to introduce like a younger generation. It'll be, it'll be them as kind of these matronly figures that are ushering in. Well, there was already um, there was the spin off the women. Carrie Bradshaw Diaries, which was like yeah, Carrie and her youth, yeah. So they've done short a version of that. Anyway, that's by the by. Do you know what writing is better than that? Correspondence what? from those we love, our friends. Oh yeah, I guess so. Jeez, all right. Pull the ripcord on that one. Yeah, I did. Greg writes, and I'm actually going to read some messages from uh, the Patreon. Who uh, the reason I exist at all? And so often I forget to get to their messages. So this one's for the Patreons. If you are in a position to support us on Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash T-W-I-O-A-T. And how do you say that word all at once, guy? Twiwat. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Greg said, Hey, fellas. It absolutely boggles my mind that someone who self-identifies as an avid reader would also choose to just brutalize his brain every week with this endeavor. But I suppose Guy Montgomery contains multitudes. Monty, can you hit us loyal listeners with some all-time favorite books? While I'm here, I also was wondering if you guys have ever calculated the total number of minutes you've each committed to this project. Can someone listening please give an estimate of how many hours, days, and holy shit, weeks the boys have spent watching terrible movies and recording episodes since this all began? I'd love to do it myself, but unfortunately, I'm not going to. I think we might shudder at the cumulative number, but I fear it's the only way to fully appreciate what you two have done for us. Thank you for all your service. And sure, go ahead and say my name. It's Greg. Hey, Greg. Do you know Greg is the name I always use if I'm doing uh, the embarrassing comedy form of improv? If I ever have to label a man in a scene? Greg. 
Their name is Greg. Can you guess what I name a woman? R- no. Mar- Regina. Margaret. Oh, okay. And even though there are a myriad of names in the world, those are the only two I can think of on the spot <laughs> without fail. It's enough of that improv at that point, but go on. What are your favorite books, Monty? Of all time? That's, I mean, it's a challenging question. A book that I revisit almost annually, which I've probably spoken about, and it's actually probably quite a boring recommendation, is uh, What I Talk About When I Talk About Running by Haruki Murakami, which is as much a book about his creative process and the discipline of writing as it is about running. I recently read and was overwhelmed with admiration and inspiration by uh, Another Country by James Baldwin, which I believe was published in 1964. James Baldwin was a prominent essayist and novelist and sort of... He had one of the coolest voices there's ever been. Yeah, he was... uh, It's a lot of like debates featuring him and he's just the coolest fucking sounding dude. He's a cool dude. Um, Mm. Similarly, I I remember loving, although I haven't read it for a long time, uh, Aldous Huxley's Point Counterpoint. And then most recently, last year, there were a couple of books I read in a go, which were sort of modern, which was one of them was Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies, and a Silicon Valley startup, which is this very, very good uh, retelling of Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. And that was um, that was really good. She was, she was a good character. A bad person, mm. but a fine character. Um, I don't know. I... I, I I, don't know, I feel like I've lost steam. Those, oh. are some, those are some wrecks. And do you want to take a guess as to how long we've spent um, consuming bad media and making podcasts about it? He's thinking, folks. I don't you think can't see you what can, can distill it to the number of hours spent. I think it's like seven years. Yeah. I think yeah, the answer think is seven right. years, even though time within those seven years has been spent away from it. To my eyes, the memory I have of it, it's seven years worth of my life. <laughs> All right, Monty, yeah. a message from you. From Twitter, at TwiowatPod. Dear Time Bomb and Machine Stitch Montgomery. I want to quickly update you both and all the friends on some personal developments since I last wrote. A quick recap. First wrote during the first lockdown about my father and his wife's two person plus Oh his wives Okay uh, wives anyway My father and his wife's daily film club on Waiheke Island and their very specific cataloguing routine. After that letter was aired, I felt a little insecure about the way I'd exposed the habits of my family to a global audience, so I chose not to tell them. It was only after a few months I re-listened to that friend zone and figured, hey, it's out there and I should fess up. So I told them, and much to my relief, my father fucking loved it. Ah, awesome. His wife, however, was a little, little, was a little less impressed, but still mm-hmm. liked it. Mm-hmm. Since then, my wife has listened to the entire Twiwat catalogue multiple times. Jesus, We've also what? introduced it to some friends here in Vienna, with one friend finding it significantly helpful during a difficult period last year. She, too, has shared the podcast with her family and friends in the UK. 
I'm fully aware that you frosty fellas love short messages, and I'm truly sorry, but I kind of need to share an abridged story about the first knife I was gifted as a teen, and a very classy tribute to the third co-host, Knifey, and that intersects with the latest Twiwat season. It was 2002, and 12 years old at the time my mother started hosting English language students from abroad in our house in Sydney. This was a way to supplement her income, as well as exposing me to different cultures while making friends from around the world. One of the most memorable of these students was a very, very blonde German, German, a very, very blonde-haired German guy, 19 years old or so, named Christian. He stayed with us for around two months, but the first night he stayed at our place coincided with me receiving an Emmanuel film, definitely a 90s iteration, on VHS. The tape was lent to me by a school friend who had mysteriously found it. It was a Sunday night, and I was keen to explore, alone, in the privacy of my bedroom, the horny world of Emmanuel before a school new week. I think it's important to note here, we'd recently updated our TV to an impressive 40-inch flat screen featuring a built-in DVD player. I know, Fuck right? Off. Which I saved up for by selling my old CDs and washing cars on my street. This meant my bedroom could inherit the old TV, a 20-inch Sony box, and VHS player, hence the urgency in borrowing my friend's copy of Emmanuel. I'll save you on explicit details, except I was quite proud to be wearing nothing but a pair of polyester faux satin boxer shorts, patterned in love hearts, and my feet adorned some chicken-shaped slippers. As so was the leisure... Can I stop you there? Do you remember the age of those boxes? Vividly. They were some of the most uncomfortable underpants (laughs) on planet Earth. They are absolutely antithetical to what should be used as boxer material because they have no wicking property. On the contrary, you're kind of trapping all the disgusting sweat and bacteria in some kind of greenhouse in your pants. Allow me to continue. Uh... I specifically recall impatiently fast-forwarding the tape, missing the plot entirely, to a point where some bare breasts were finally visible. Just as I was getting started on that dastardly deed, I hear a sudden knock at my bedroom door. Despite Uh-oh. despite shouting in my breaking voice, don't come in, this command was interpreted as simply, come in. <laughs> so before I could turn off the TV and cover my now-tented boxer shorts, in walks Christian. Without really seeming to notice my chicken feet or fancy decks or even the special evening entertainment, he says in a very dry and serious tone, Alex, I have a present for you, handing me a mini Swiss Army knife. He continues, all the kids in Germany have one. He didn't say anything else and casually leaves the room, closing the door behind him. Christian and I never did discuss this, except during the short months he stayed with us many times, he attempted to impart onto me his unique philosophies on sex, women, and happy hardcore techno music. Oh boy. As for that knife, it remained on my keychain at all times till one sad day it too was confiscated by airs at Port Security as I was about to fly oh, to Auckland man. to visit my dad. To conclude, for now, your potty's also been a lifeline for me. This has helped bring on some important evolutions in my artistic practice, particularly gave me permission to put forward my vulnerabilities or weird interests and making them my own. I genuinely think this has improved my work, even making things a little more economically comfortable through my work during 2020. Who the fuck would have thought? So while I'm a little more flushed than usual, I'm going to pay the boys to return the favour. See screenshot yes, attached. Yes, brother. And finally, congrats. I'm bringing your own brand of soft pleasure to many an appreciative ear across the globe. I hope my wife and I can get out of Vienna soon and fly down to Aotearoa. We dream of one day seeing you both on stage. Keep the classy content flowing. Feel free to say my name, Alexander... JW with man a most generous donation of 40 huck 
God damn. You're earning that good, good money. Thank you so much. That was a really cool story, and I feel like Alex is a kindred spirit. Mm. I didn't ever live with a friendly German gift giver, but I have always enjoyed a good Swiss Army knife, particularly the miniature versions, and happy hardcore techno music. It's a bit of me. I don't listen to a lot of it anymore, but I, I really used to get into techno when I was a teenager. Wow. It was a good time. I'm imagining in my head, do you know the Techno Viking guy? Do you know that uh, internet figure? The Techno Viking guy. It was a meme like 10 years ago. It's this it's this like shirtless Nordic dude who looks like Odin himself. And he's just walking down the street with a group of people. And one of them's got a boombox and they're just playing techno. And he's just like fucking cutting shapes. Ah, oh, no. It's really good. I do not know of this gentleman. Yeah, you should look up the Techno Viking. It's good shit. That's in my head who has come and given Alex that um, that small knife. Christian. Yeah, great. Christian. Shit. Wait, was Alex any part of his name? Christian's oh, the German guy. Alex is oh, the yeah, yeah. author. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Sweet. Got it. Um, message from me? Well, yeah, sure. via me? Iona said, pretty sure... Twiowat has impacted the top movies on Neon because I can't think of any other reason this would happen. So uh, for everyone not in New Zealand, Neon is a streaming platform here in New Zealand that carries a lot of HBO products. We've got an attached um, screenshot which has got Neon's best movies and it says uh, we've got a poster for Doolittle and Cats. They're not bad films. Well, one of them is actually fantastic. Still a cat's guy. Doolittle can get out of there. Also featuring um, the other two that are in here are Palm Beach, which is a movie I'm wholly unfamiliar with, and Terminator Dark Fate, which I Palm I Beach. haven't seen. Or Palm Springs. Palm Beach. Mm. Never seen it. Never seen it. Couldn't tell you. Never seen it. Never seen it. It's actually another great podcast by Kyle Ears, friend of the podcast, Kyle Ears where he gets different comedians to come on and describe films they've never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, shall I read one, Tim? Guy, I would love that. I'd really love that. It's actually another that. fucking hearty piece of correspondence right yeah. here in the Twiowat Pod Twitter inbox. Sick. Sick ass. We've got a lot of platforms to reach us now, folks. Yeah. There's We've got not, a lot of places. No excuse not to. Hello once again, my handsome friends and Justice League members, the Batman and the Flash. Today I come to you with a very different message from last time. As you see, I've just woken up from a dream with the legend himself, Guy Motherfucking Gomery. No Tim on this one, I'm afraid. That's okay. And felt it would be appropriate to share in a friendly environment, or zone, if you will. All right. So, the dream starts with me, Guy, and my dog going for a walk. As he, Guy, not my dog, somehow managed to travel despite the pandemic... And had come to visit me. I was happy with Guy's visit. However, I was quite concerned with him breaking a global lockdown. Plus, he wasn't wearing a mask. Sounds like you. As we're going on our walk, a man starts glaring at Guy for not wearing the recommended face wear. Much like I usually do myself when I see someone without a mask. I just look forward and hope that Guy wouldn't engage. But of course he did. And when he starts talking with his magnificent Kiwi accent, the man realizes that not only is Guy not wearing a mask, he's also traveled across borders. 
as the man is now yelling at Guy, a mob of angry Portuguese surround us, wanting to deport the Geister. That's a funny nickname for Guy. It kind of sounds like Oyster. <laughs> so we start running as the angry mob is chasing us. We end up in Restelo, which is where a bunch of the embassies are here in Lisbon. Guy and I were running like ninjas in Naruto and using traps like caltrops to try and get away, but unfortunately it wasn't enough and we get cut off and surrounded once again. And then as we get caught, I wake up. And that was my dream. <laughs> Keep being good, sexy boys and talk to you later. P.S. Also, don't say my name unless you want me to be happy. <laughs> I do. I do. Can you say it, please? Hugo. What do you make of that dream guy? The star of the dream? Uh, weird, weird, like, weird hybrid of um, dream world and reality. Like, you know, interesting. It's interesting to for me to be in the dream and the dream to be set in Portugal mm-hmm. and the dream to pretty much just follow the logistics of my being in Portugal. And the fallout from that. Um, sort of honestly, you know, it is kind of flattering to be in someone else's dream. Of course. You're the man of Hugo's dream. And it's the only it's the only thing that can make another person's dream interesting to me. <laughs> you featuring in it. Absolutely. <laughs> Would you agree? No. This is um, a disagreement that we've had for the longest time. You you st- you've staked out a position for yourself that um, hearing about other people's dreams is the most intensely boring subject matter that could come up in conversation. Not am I am I representing you right or am uh, I? Being... You're in the ballpark. And yet, uh, I I don't agree with that. I think it says a lot about a person. I think you can learn a lot about a person. And also, dreams are like very interesting because they're not shackled by the physical limitations of um, you know Earth physics. All kinds of crazy things. Can interesting happen. to improbable things. Interesting impossible to things. the person dreaming it. There are very few people who can it. accurately capture the surrealism and magic of their dream, and distill it and repeat it and deliver it to someone else. Unless you're like in bed next to them, and it's such a high bar. I just think it's a cool thing to hear about people flying around, you know, or, or whatever. I've been having a lot of dreams lately. Do you do you know what you've been dreaming about? Not now, but when I wake up in between the dreams, I do, and I think, huh. If you start journaling your dreams, that's, um, I think, the first big step if you're very fastidious about doing it to lucid dreaming. Mm. You can gain some control over them. That's fun. That's a fun idea. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? I like I like, um, I like, like the state of mind you're in when you're sort of, it's mostly if you're having a lie down during the day and you you sort of notice yourself drifting off to sleep because your mind goes from having these quite cohesive, ordinary, like, you know, thoughts that relate to your life or your day or what you need to do. Mm. And then it's like those thoughts sort of start getting stretched out further and further until all of a sudden they're quite, you know, surreal or they're they're, they're slightly divorced from what's happening. And then sometimes you'll like something will happen which will jolt you back to reality. And that's when you'll be like, oh, whoa, I must have either been sleeping or about to sleep because I was totally, what I was thinking about or where I was just placed is totally different from, I like that experience for myself, but I doubt that the particulars of it are interesting to anyone. (laughs) 
I've got the fucking decency to keep it to myself. This is a message from Sarah. Dear boys, you can't imagine how glad I was to see you tweeting today. I had a dream. Whoa. I had a dream last night that Tim had led 10 tourists on a walk across some shaky pile of rocks somewhere, a la Cathedral Cove, and it had collapsed and killed them all. In the next dream stage, all the socials confirmed Tim's death and Chloe was on TV mourning the loss of a national treasure. But no mention of the dead tourists, weirdly. Guy was taking the loss with quiet dignity and had with <laughs> classic him. That is like Give it to himself. <laughs> and withdrawn with, uh, from society. To those less familiar with that piece of shit, his reaction, or lack thereof, was characterized as, quote, unfeeling. But inside, he was emotionally destroyed. Don't know why I was privy to Guy's inner workings. Just one of those dream god things. Anyway, glad you're both alive, Sarah. That's uncanny yeah isn't it yeah more dream stuff at first i was like i don't know about this but then i showed up and i was like okay not only that but sarah got a picture into your inner workings mm. and i, th- that's I quite thought a, captured that's quite another nicely. cool component of dreams is that you just get this information which is is that's quite a cool thing I think, in dreams. There's some stuff that you know, and there's no reason for you to know it. The dream just kind of goes, okay, here's your context, blah, and it's just in your head. And there's never any kind of evidence for it. Mm. It's just like, here we go. This is what's happening. And then, and it makes perfect sense at the time, but then you wake up and you're like, wait a minute. Why did I know that, or why did I think that? But the dream just provided you that context. I All I think of when I hear this is... um. Mitch Hedberg's joke about dreams with his landlord. Do you know that one? No. It's like uh, dreaming. Uh, here, I'll get it for you. I hate dreaming because when you sleep, you want to sleep. Dreaming is work, you know. There I am in a comfortable bed. The next thing you know, I have to build a go-kart with my ex-landlord. <laughs> I want to dream of me watching myself sleep. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was one of the greats. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Sup, Frosties? That's it? You don't want to respond at all anymore to Sarah rightly calling you a piece of shit because of your emotional reaction to me getting people killed she, in a dream? She didn't call me a piece of shit. She literally did. She literally said people thought he was a piece of shit, but I understood. To those less familiar with that piece of shit, his reaction or lack thereof was characterized as unfeeling. Keep going. But inside, he was emotionally destroyed. She gets it. She gets it. Still waters run deep. Sup, Frosties? I'm only a half dozen. Bird in the hand, two in the bush. Well, that's what people say, but if you get those birds in the bush in your hand, you got three birds. There's two of them. Yeah. What are you going to do with them? Have them for dinner. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What's up, Frosties? I'm only a half dozen or so eps into Season 5 right now, and so maybe you've re- realized and discussed this already. If not, allow me to share with you that the one and only beloved Patty Schwartz is distantly related to Emmanuel's own what? George Allen? Lazenby. Oh, shit. Yes. From 2002 to 2008, Lazenby was married to Pam Shriver, who is the fourth cousin of Maria Shriver, Patty's mother. Shit. Okay. How about that? Fourth cousin by marriage. Although, more noteworthy while we're at it is probably that Maria Shriver is JFK's niece. So JFK is Patty's great uncle. This is actually in the first paragraph of Patty's wiki page. So sorry if it's old news and has been discussed, but it's news to me. So party time! Hope all's good in NZ. The rest of the world is totally not jealous of you, and hope you're both looking forward to the newly announced Sex and the City miniseries for season six, which we'll all need to get us through lockdown 2022. Kia kaha, Kieran. Thanks, Kieran. I don't. I. I don't want to jinx anything, but. Like I'm hoping, I'm hoping that most of us around the world, the global community, will be out in 2022, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe not like at the very, very start, but it seems so. Fuck, we've got that vaccine rolling out now, man. Yeah, people, and I'm pretty sure, if my understanding of science is accurate, which it nearly always is, there will be no more pandemics. This is the last one. This was the last one on the sketch. Smallpox, nailed it. Black Plague, did that one. Uh, MERS, tried, failed. Pathetic. SARS, similar-ish, slightly more successful. Yeah. COVID came along. That was terrible. Um, And that's the list done. And that's the list done. It doesn't say anything on Patrick Schwarzenegger's Wikipedia page about us. That really hurts. I tweeted him semi recently, or it came up online. I think I said, "I, you know, I keep forgetting that I've got a tattoo of Patrick Schwarzenegger on my body," uh, and he said, "I may be slightly paraphrasing, but it's very similar to this. I'll never forget," which I thought was really sweet. That is nice. Yeah, I should reach. Do you ever forget that you've got that tattoo, guy? Uh oh. Not really. It's in a not super visible place. Yeah, but I've got. It I've got like, like a... it's one of three tattoos on my right buttocks cheek, and so it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's I know where you keep there. them. And yeah. also, our showers in front of a mirror, and before the shower door fogs up and the mirror fogs up, if I look at myself in the mirror, 
often one of the things I'll say because I'll turn my body to face the shower head mm-hmm. and I'll look at the mirror and it's on like the buttocks cheek that will be reflected in the mirror and I'll see it and I'll think, hmm. The the mirror next, like directly opposite a shower is a real power play. I think the mirror directly opposite where you sit on the toilet is the ultimate power play. Have you ever, I, I, have you ever sat down in someone's house with one of those? I've only ever seen it in hotels, and I've always been like, "What is going? Like, why? Why was this decision?" Have you made? ever eyeballed yourself while you're punching one out? No, because I am a proud owner of a cell phone now. I'm not a luddite. Or you can record yourself doing it. <laughs> Crispy 8K footage of me eyeballing myself yeah. while dropping a deuce in a hotel. Mm. I don't understand it, and it's got to be bad feng shui. Two places you don't put a mirror, head of a bed and in front of a toilet. Right? I guess. I was going to say the ground. Thanks, guy. Elizabeth writes, hey, boys, I've messaged you all on Facebook, but thought I'd try here too with this much less personal message. I got an ugly pet lizard this week that I love. That I've named Emmanuel Montbat in honor of you and this wonderful season. He is ugly, but I love him. I cannot attach a photo, but he is a Cuban false chameleon. If you are curious uh, in what your namesake looks like, please check the Facebook for a more heartfelt message. Love, Elizabeth Flora. P.S. Remember to drink water today. You deserve it. Always, always reminding me to drink water. Thanks, Elizabeth. I actually do need that reminder today. I've, I've not had a lot. I've had one glass. How'd it treat you? It was great. I've had one glass, awesome. one coffee, one egg on toast. You're like a clean living version of... Um, you? George Thorogood. Who's that? He's a man who had a song called One Scotch, One Whiskey, One Beer, which I think the name of the song is actually the something like the rent blues or something like that mm. something blues i'm gonna try and find the og facebook message from elizabeth yeah oh no i've accidentally clicked on a message that's okay uh it says holy shit have you guys seen the rob schneider movie the animal just watched it my first thought was the worst idea boys would have a field day with this one i've seen it <laughs> i have seen it yeah i've seen the animal too that's from julie by the way thanks julie um, i got something for you tim Yo, did you love that movie, The Animal? I, I remember quite liking it. Yeah, when it came out, I was right into it. We were also very young. How do you search things on... We were so young. Facebook? I can see a message from Elizabeth. Do you reckon we've read it? Uh, no, it it's, f- it's, further, it's further up than where I am. Oh, I'm so confused. I don't quite... See, Guy sorts out the Facebook messages, so I've kind of... I've kind of um, lost track of how the whole system works. So, hey, this is a nice little message. This is a short one from Denmark. Here we go. Recently stumbled on your director's commentary to grown-ups too, and let me just scribble down on some papyrus that you guys seem like a real joy to work with, real pros. Put it inside a giant wooden horse, park it outside your studio, (laughs) and waddle off again. Hell yeah, that brought back some fine memories. That is good. You want another? Yeah. You're really listening to us go through. Chris. 
writes, Ciao to my frostiest fellas. I've recently joined your Patreon and thought I would give a little shout out to you both. I'm currently living in Italy and I've been listening to your show throughout our various lockdown and quarantine measures. This week, we finally enter Orange Zone again, which gives us a little bit more freedom to move about and exercise outside. Guy seems so enthusiastic about running. I thought I would give it a go again. I was a cross-country runner my freshman year of high school, although that was about 18 years ago. Christ. It's, that's him saying that, not me, by the way. I, that, that would be rude. It's been so long since I got outside, I was eager for it. Did a nice stretch, then headed out. Needless to say, I just got home for a short, maybe it's supposed to be from a short jaunt, where I made a decent time and comfortable strides. I was feeling proud of myself. So proud, my husband poured me a little victory champagne. Oh, yes. But I can't stop coughing. My nose is running and my chest feels like shit. Jesus, what is happening to me? I thought this was going to be fun. Guy made it seem like it was the greatest thing in the world and I just can't stop coughing. Are my lungs allergic to air from being in quarantine so long? I'll give it a go again tomorrow, but I can't help but feel that this is all Guy's fault. Therefore, I no longer feel pity for your anguish. Except for Tim, who was a baby angel and did not lie to me. But Guy, hate to tell you, until my lungs repair, you remain cancelled. If this wicked odd message happens to make it on your potty, say my name and say it loud, Chris. I also gendered Chris, but I've got no idea um, who Chris is, to be honest, apart from this message. All i got to go on. i got to say, Chris, whoever you are, wherever you are, please don't cancel me. (laughs) I've, I I like that. I like people going out and trying it. And even if your lungs collapse, you'll die doing what I loved. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we do another and then? Yeah, call it a day? I reckon this this could be a lovely last one. You seem a little tired, guy, and I seem a little punchy. So we should probably knock it <laughs> knock it on the head. That's right. This is a. Uh... Oh, this is. Oh, there's quite a lot of correspondence here, but it starts with, Dearest Guy, this is not really funny and probably not friendzo material, but I found it very relevant to you in Tim's recent activity, so I thought I'd share. Should I continue? I like your tone. Do you want to do a quick scan and make the judgment call, Monty? I trust you. It's about Rob Schneider hmm. being Trumpian Bad. and anti-vax bullshit. Do you know what? I don't want to end the a friend zone. Okay, but if I scroll down, so there's a few bits of correspondence. It's about how Rob Schneider's a piece of shit on Twitter, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the last paragraph reads also. Hold on, I gotta because I, when I'm reading the Facebook, I can't see you, but I want to see your face while I read this. It's cute and not good for the podcast. Also. I was wondering how he came up with the title of his latest special, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids. Based on a picture in one of his tweets, it seems his mother is of Asian descent. And looking at some of the... Fucking hell. I can't believe this. Looking at some of his other posts, it appears his wife and therefore children are Hispanic, presumably Mexican. I would have... I would have left. I would have left right now, except I think it's kind of important to plug the stream again. But otherwise, I would have just bounced. you know... I would well, have also, stopped it, it, would, the it would be and, rude and just to walk out on someone else's letter. I understand if you want to walk out on me doing it, Tim, but when a listener is trying to help inform and educate you on the media that you deal with. <sighs> that is interesting. Thanks, Pat. 
It's good to know that stuff. So, did you hear that, Tim? Yeah, I did. I caught that. I guess that does make sense because the that his mum must be the Asian mama to which he refers in the title. Mm-hmm. And then the kids must be the Mexican kids he talks about in the title too. I guess so. I guess you've cracked the case. Hey, Tim, do yes. you see what happens when you just listen? Um, see what, the stream see what happens? is happening on... Actually, I can get these details <laughs> I know, up, so I know. Friday, February 19, 3 p.m. New Zealand time, which is Thursday, February 18, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Friday, 1 p.m. on the east coast of Australia. If you're in Perth, you're on your fucking own. You've known that your whole life. The most isolated major city on planet Earth. Are you in Europe or the UK? I'm sorry to report. We can't tell you when it's going to be, but unless you're an insomniac, it's not for you. The good news is we'll archive it. You will be able to access this experience after the fact. We're probably going to sell it though because we want to um, be rich, get some money going to us and also to uh, Littlefield. Littlefield. I've also just realised that I've accidentally. I've been doing this a lot. I've written on the page February twenty twenty live stream event. I just can't wrap my brain around the fact that we're in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty one yet. That's right, actually, and that's a great note to end the podcast on. Praise be to Jesus. Praise be to God on high. Praise be. Praise Allah. Jah bless. Yeah. Um, all of them. Love. All of them yeah, are good. Peace and love to all religions. Peace and love. Peace and love. I will be accepting no more fan merchandise after March twenty first. Peace and love. Fuck! It's the funniest thing I've ever seen, guy. What is it? Have you stopped recording? Or are you still I'm on? Still on. It's um Ringo Starr announcing because you know how he says peace and love just constantly. Mm. non-stop mm. it's his catchphrase he put out a video that announced um he was not going to be accepting any more like fan mail or merchandise that people would send in that he would sign no more photos no more signatures none of that shit he wouldn't do any more autographs and he like <laughs> gave the date but while he is obviously quite frustrated in announcing that he's just over it he keeps having to punctuate it with <laughs> peace and love it's very that funny. Does sound funny. Yeah, you should look. Well, it up. It's thanks good. everyone for listening. Thanks for being our friends. Thanks for writing. We look forward to talking with you soon. We see you on the stream. We look forward see to you on the seeing live stream. you on the stream, Tim. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm out. Bye. All right. Well, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy. It's the friend zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend Zone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.